Good morning, class. Good morning, Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. God's will for all of his people is to be an overcomer, to be victorious ones more than conquerors. Now, many are not experiencing that, but it's not God's fault. There has been, you know, over the years, people have gotten away from God. They've gotten away from His Word. Uh, His Word, His instructions have been replaced with religious traditions. And that, that's one of the, uh, the biggest dangers to the church is religious tradition. Because people hold on to it like it's the Word of God, and it's not. And so they keep trying to do the religious tradition to get the results, and it won't bring the results. And people think, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm serving God. I, I'm believing God. I'm, I'm following God. But if it's a religious tradition, it's a replacement for what He told you. And, and you'll hear all kind of, to the unenlightened mind, fine-sounding, moral-sounding, religious-sounding things that are actually contrary to what God said. And the only way you'll know that and recognize that is if you are a student of His Word. If you yourself read His Word, listen to His Word, even study His Word, to find out for yourself from Him directly through His Word what He said. And man, if you make that a a big part of your life and priority in your life, you'll learn all kinds of things. You'll, You'll begin to go, now hold on. That's not what He said. Millions of people believe this, but He said this, and you'll begin to be enlightened. And that's what Jesus said, uh, uh, if, if we would follow him and that we would know the truth and the truth would make us free. Do you believe that class? Yes. Well, uh, get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom with us and uh, let's release faith for that to happen today. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking for your anointing asking for the, the teaching ministry and, and revealing ministry, uh, the guiding into all truth ministry of your wonderful, great Holy Spirit. Open everyone's eyes and ears and heart and give us help and answers for today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you look please in the, the New Testament to the book of Hebrews, the third chapter, Hebrews chapter 3. And then we're also going to be going to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We're on a series that we have been on for some time that we're calling Overcoming Unbelief. 
overcoming unbelief. And we are well into this. Uh, There's several sessions that we've already uh, done on this. And if you haven't been with us, go to faithschool.org on the web and you'll find uh, hundreds of faith messages there. You can go back and get the the beginning uh, messages of this series or go all the way back to we started uh, hundreds of messages ago in Hebrews 11 talking about what faith is, how it comes, how it grows, how it's released. And if you haven't heard those things, you need to hear those things. And if it's been a while since you've heard those things, you need to hear them again. And we are into this about overcoming unbelief because the New Testament, as we're going to see in just a moment, exhorts us repeatedly not to let over, excuse me, not to let or allow unbelief to rob us, to steal from us. This is a giant statement, but but listen to it. Unbelief could be the worst thing that could ever happen to you. Now, that's a big statement. This is worse than, than dying? Yeah. I say, what? Yes. Because unbelief can keep you out of heaven. Unbelief can rob you of eternal life. It could be the worst thing that could ever happen to a human being. What do you mean? Well, because anything else, God can fix Anything. Is that right? All things. In Mark 9, the man that that had the son that had seizures, uh, Jesus told him, he said, all things are possible to him that believes. Is that true or not? All things are possible. Not, Not just possible to anybody and everybody. It's possible to what? Those that believe. Those who have faith. Those who trust and listen to God. And the man immediately responded. He said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Now, he's not, he's not asking that. That's King James language. He's not asking, you know, the Lord to help him have more unbelief. Well, what's, what's he asking? Help him overcome. Can you see that? Yes. Help him overcome his unbelief. And he did. And the man received and his, his son received complete deliverance and healing right there that day. Something no human being could do for him. But can you see, he had to overcome his unbelief to get this miracle. And the scripture said, Jesus said, you know, go into all the world, proclaim the good news to every created being. And he that believes and is baptized will be saved. He that believes not will be condemned, lost. Do you know why I'm saying unbelief could be the worst thing that could ever happen to a human being? Because if you'll overcome the unbelief and believe God, there's nothing too hard for him. There's nothing out of his reach. There's nothing he can't heal, restore, save, fix, nothing. But if you won't believe He won't force you to believe. And a a refusal to trust God, a a refusal to believe, a a hard-headed stubbornness to doubt and, and not listen will put you in a place 
where God can't help you. He'd have to override his word to help you. He's not going to do that. He has the power to help you, but he's not going to force you or me to believe and receive. And then you see why that could be the worst thing that could happen to you if you're in a place where God can't help you without violating his word. Everybody say, I, I refuse, I refuse. <laughs> to, be to be stubborn, to be an unbeliever. To be an unbeliever. I'm, a believer. I'm a believer. I have faith in God. I trust my God. Hallelujah. If you'll make the decision to do that, anything else is fixable. Anything else. Everything else. It is true. All things are possible. The thing you thought wasn't possible, it is. The thing looks like it couldn't be fixed, it can be. If you can believe. And that's if you'll choose to believe. You can. In Hebrews, the third chapter, notice this. Hebrews chapter 3. Verse 7 says, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Now, you're going to see that he repeats that more than another time or two. Not just here, but in numerous other places. So say it out loud, harden not your heart. heart. Let's say it again together. Harden Harden not your heart. Who's the understood subject here? You. You are not to harden your own heart. You're not to allow your heart to be hardened. You. Say it again. Harden not your hearts. Then he mentions in the day of provocation, which is what we've been studying, referring to those uh, repeated incidents where uh, God's people he delivered out of Egyptian bondage chose not to believe him chose not to listen to him. And they're held up to us as examples not to follow, what not to do. And that's what he's saying here, harden not, don't harden your heart like they did. Well, if it wasn't a possibility and it wasn't a danger, he wouldn't be talking to us about it in the New Testament. Now would he? Can you harden your heart today? Oh man, I have seen it many times in our 40 plus years of ministry. I've seen it in places that you hoped you wouldn't see it, didn't expect to see it. I've had people who, uh, people I had ministered to and in our church or other places that we loved them, they loved us. And, and, and uh, I'm thinking of one right now, I said, you know, don't, don't do this, don't, don't go this direction. And and they, they looked at me and they put their head down and they started crying. They said, well, I, I, you know, whatever, I'm going to do it. Well, see, that's, that's a hardening. Can you see that? That's, that's a resistance. I, I saw it when they, they braced themselves and, and that look came across their face. What does that mean? I don't care what you say. And the problem was, it wasn't just what I was saying. It was what the Scripture says. It was what the Spirit of God. So they weren't just resisting me. They were resisting Him. And it did not go well for them. I'm thinking of uh, three individuals right now 
they died young and wrong because of this. They're no longer here. And every one of these, same kind of situation, uh, I pled with them. Phyllis and I pled with them. No, no, now this is wrong. You know this is wrong. Don't go this way. Don't do this. And, and they did it anyway. Now, I'm not saying that to judge them. This, this happened, you know, a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. Uh, do these kind of things happen? Can these kind of things happen with believers in this time? It, absolutely. And what we want to learn and know, uh, how we can uh, prevent doing that. How we cannot allow ourselves to be hardened. And so he says that. He said, uh, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. So hardening your heart results in not listening. Remember the previous part said, if you'll hear his voice. And you'll find, you know, Jesus said oftentimes, he said, uh, him, to him that has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, most all of them that he was talking to, even thousands sometimes in these crowds, they had ears. They, they could hear physically. So what's he talking? He, he's saying some of you can hear and some of you can't. <laughs> Why? What, what would affect that? Well, without going into another teaching on this, just to summarize, it all comes back to your heart. And the condition of your heart affects whether you can hear or not. And a, a willing heart a submissive heart, a believing heart, a willing heart makes hearing ears. Ears that can hear. <laughs> Eyes that can see. A heart that can understand. But you can harden your heart. You can, or the scripture says, stiffen your neck and harden your heart and resist and reject. Well, you can already see right there, is that going to be conducive to hearing <laughs> And understanding, a hardened heart makes ears that can't hear, ears that don't hear. So it's a direct connection between your hearing and your heart, the condition of your heart. And the scripture talks about the prophet said, you know, they have eyes, but they can't see. They have ears, but they can't hear. A heart, but they can't understand. Why would that be? It is this unwillingness, this refusal to trust, to believe, to hear, to obey. And so that's why people who are, have the inclination to be unbelieving, this whole book is a closed book to them. Any, you know, teaching and preaching like what I'm doing right now, or in any church or that, that's really of God, they can't hear it. It just sounds like foolishness to them. <laughs> and it's not because it is foolishness. It's because they don't have ears to hear it. It's bouncing off their eardrums, but they are not hearing it. And they won't hear it unless and until there's a change. A change in here. Hallelujah. The Lord gave me this uh, phrase years ago. Uh, talking, comparing it to radio waves like AM and FM, AM band, FM band. And the Lord said this to me. He said, uh, uh, you can pick up the plan 
his plan on the willing band. <laughs> if you make that tuning adjustment in your heart to whether that you're willing, now you realize God's been broadcasting all the time. Is that right? You just hadn't been picking it up because you've been on the wrong station. Somebody said out loud, and this is a quote quoting the master, said out loud, I delight to do your will. I delight to do your will. Oh my God. Work in me to will and to do of all your good pleasure. Hallelujah. This is a scripture prayer. You know it's God's will to answer that prayer. You just, it's verbatim scripture. So uh, if you're willing to be willing, he'll work in you that willingness and, and give you that inclination. Well, it goes on to say, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Now we're going to see, we're going to go back at some point and hope you can be with us all week because this takes more time than just a couple of minutes. Um, every one of these words is, is distinguished from the other and significant uh, hearing, hardening, provoking, tempting. Can you see that? Uh, we're going to look in some depth at, at what happened, what he's referring to, the act, one of the actual uh, incidents and happenings. And this happened more than once. And he's warning us here in the New Testament not to let this happen to us, not to let our heart get hard, not to provoke and tempt God, uh, not do that. He went on to say, verse 10, he said, I was grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. We, we don't want to know all a man's ungodly ways. We want to learn his ways, how he thinks, his values, his priorities, his way of doing things. And we started out talking about the dangers of religious tradition. And one of the big dangers of religious tradition is trying to adapt God to man and trying to get God to do things the way we think they should be done. And religious tradition says it should be done. And uh, it would be wrong for God to set his ways aside and adapt to ours. Thank God that's not going to happen. But we must do things his way. If we want to get the right results, we can't try to keep pulling on him to do it our way. We have to do it his way. He's God, not us. Right? <laughs> Everybody pray it out loud. Say, Father God. Teach me your ways, your will, and your ways. I, I say, not my will, but your will be done. Not my ways, not man's ways, your ways. Teach them to us. Reveal them to me. And with your help. I will walk in them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you think that would make a change in your life? 
If you stop beating your head against the wall, trying to get God to adapt to you, do it your way, and you go, <laughs> I'll just, one way I learned this is years ago in the first, uh, first you know, few years of ministry, I didn't understand it as well as I do now, but the Lord will let you do what you want to do, even if it's not His perfect will. Uh, an example of that is that at one point, you know, when Samuel was prophet, the people told him, we want a king. We want to be like other nations. We want a king like other nations. We want him to lead us and do all the things. And it wasn't God's will for them to have a king like other nations. And he revealed it to Samuel, and Samuel told him that. But they're like, no, we want a king. <clears throat> and so finally God said, okay, you can have a king. And this is what he's going to be. He's going to tax you. He's going to take all your stuff. He's going to do this and that. Well, they said, yeah, but we want a king. So he even told them who to pick to get a king. But it wasn't God's perfect will. Can you see that, class? He will, he will let you do all kinds of things. And so there had been a few things that I had just pushed on that I wanted to do this, wanted to do this. And, and uh, he let me do it, and it didn't go good. And, and then another thing or two, and finally I came to him at one point. I fell down in the floor. I said, God, I don't want you to let me do stuff. <laughs> I, want, I want to know what you want me to do. How do you want to do this? And how many think that's, that's getting smarter, right? That, is that growing? Now, you, 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 I know you're nodding your head, and everybody in the camera, you're nodding your head. And yet, human beings have a tendency to not do it that way. But we just prayed a prayer, I believe is a good prayer. I believe the Lord heard it, and so expect to learn that. He said, I was grieved with that generation, and said, they do always err in their heart. Uh, they've not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Did it cost them being hard, hardening their heart? provoking and tempting and testing God, it cost them. It cost them severely. It cost them their quality of life. It cost them their length of life. It cost them fulfilling a purpose of life. They lived a completely different life than what God had planned for them. God had planned for them land that flows with milk and honey. Is that right? Beautiful hills, valleys, well-watered, proper seasons, rich, fertile soil, houses you didn't build, orchards and vineyards you didn't plant, wells you didn't dig, furnished houses he mentioned. He's talking about, um, I mean, this is, this is beyond the American dream. Huh? <laughs> Promised land dream. And they didn't live that life. They never experienced that. They never lived in the house they didn't build. They never drank water from the well they didn't dig. They, they never enjoyed the fruit from the vineyards and, and orchards that they didn't plant. They never, you know, they, they came out of multi generational slavery. And what kind of dream must it be 
for the great, 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 great grandchild of a slave, who was a slave yourself, to be a landowner. <laughs> landowner. Property owner. Orchards. And vineyards. And houses. And have that kind of life. And that kind of freedom. And that kind of blessing. They never enjoyed it. They lived a life of frustration. They lived a hard life out in the bleak, barren desert, just subsisting from meal to meal, oftentimes, you know, out of water. And their lives were shortened by decades because it's a hard life out there. The way of the transgressor is hard. What am I saying? They lived a completely different life that was not the will of God because they hardened their heart because they tried to test God, tempt God. Verse 12, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Is he saying this could happen to us? Is he? Not just here, but we're going to read it again. 1 Corinthians 10, other places in the New Testament. He warns us repeatedly, don't let this happen to you. Why? Because even though our covenant has changed, human nature hasn't changed. Flesh hasn't changed. The devil's doing the same stuff. Hmm? Whether it was back there centuries ago in Exodus or today. All those things haven't changed. And faith hasn't changed. Faith in God works exactly the same way as it did with Abraham. Centuries and centuries ago. It has not, faith in God hasn't changed. All the good and right things God has ever uttered have not changed. What has changed is our covenant with God. No longer do we have to seek to be justified by keeping the law. Jesus has done that for us. But everything that he said is still true. It's still right. It's still good. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Take heed. Does that mean you need to pay attention? And you need to be on the watch for this. Not, not fearful of it, but not ignorant of it either. Exhort one another daily. We're to talk to each other about this. While it's called today, lest any of you be what? hardened, there's that word again, through the deceitfulness of sin. We're made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of, beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, what? Don't harden. Can you see why I said he says this repeatedly? Why? Because this is the issue. Harden not your hearts as in the provocation for some when they had heard did provoke. Howbeit not, not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not? So we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. What kept them out? Wasn't the giants? Wasn't the walled cities? Hmm? And what kept them out of faith wasn't God. It was their own hard heart. Somebody say, not me. Not me. By the grace of God, not me. Well, that's all we have time for today. 
And as you can see, we just read the text today. So come back tomorrow. We're going to build on this. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 